When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Give me the update. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert update. A quick look at what's happening in entertainment. Dirt. We want the dirt. On My Talk. My Talk. Did you want to tell me something? Sometimes I wonder if uh, this beef between Cardi B and Nicki Minaj is real or if it's um, all fake just to get publicity. Because as we know, they don't like each other. They got into a physical altercation about three weeks ago. Now Cardi B is going to be working with Nicki Minaj's ex recording a track with Meek Mill. That is... (laughs) Like, come on! But now they are on the Come same on. label. They're all they're both on Atlantic Records, so it's not that crazy that they'd eventually work together, but it seems to be kind of a pointed effort to it's, get under Nicki Minaj's skin. Oh, would grow up. It's so <laughs> it's so so childish. Or maybe they're just yeah. ready to make money off of this because you know a lot of people will be listening to that. So Exactly. Well, slash is this genius. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Because <laughs> we're talking I think about it's it. Stupid. Speaking of genius. Kanye, oh. before he did his SNL stint this weekend, um, there was like an errand boy that kept bringing things to him. He was at Electric Lady Studios before the SNL performance. Uh, here are some of the things that he brought to him. Uh, food from Westville, Luke's Lobster, Jimmy John's, Liquitaria, uh, bagels, protein bars, beer, Starbucks coffee, yellow sashimi, white tape, and what the source described as a m- miscellaneous brown bags. What's in oh, there? What? What's in that brown bag? I don't know. I don't, I don't think I want to know. I Sounds mean, like special. he's getting the munchies. Yeah. I mean, Kim and the kids were there, too. So, you know, it's a family eating. But that's a lot of stuff, guys. That's a lot of stuff. Oh, boy. Okay. Wow. Uh, Louis C.K. did another surprise gig at the Comedy Cellar in New York on Sunday night. Uh, just showed up to do a comedy set. According to reports, he got a very warm greeting from the crowd. Although two people did leave and ask for refunds. <laughs> Wow. Well, well he hey. should probably expect that. Yeah. Just FYI. Absolutely. It's going to be a rough road. All right. On TV tonight, we have Dancing with the Stars on ABC, The Voice on NBC. Um, and then, let's see, we have... Um, Jay Leno's Garage. Yeah. NCIS New Orleans, <laughs> NCIS, the regular one. So either one NCIS, if you want to choose. Cleveland. Oh, and This Is Us is on tonight. Yes. All right. And that's the latest dirt. You can find more at mytalk1071.com. Okay, appreciate the info. Dirt alert updates at the top of every hour. Plus, get extended dirt alerts at 820, 1220, and 520. Be back in an hour. Okay. And now, Jason and Alexis in the morning with producer Don on my talk. Everything entertainment. Good 
morning, everybody. Welcome to the 6 o'clock hour. Jason and Alexis in the morning on My Talk 1071, everything entertainment, everything personal computers. I'm Jace with Lex and Don McLean of the Gary Indiana McLeans. Thank you for being here. We love you. We appreciate you. We value you. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Right, Lex? We, we value. do. We love you. We love you the very best. much. We can't. We can't wait to meet you this weekend at Mystic Lake for Project Down and Dirty. Now, let me look. Let me look at our show grid. Yes. Oh, yeah. That's right. Coming up at 6.30. Another chance for you to win tickets to Project Down and Dirty. So mm-hmm. listen to the 6.30 to 7 o'clock half hour, will you, please? Mm-hmm. Thanks. We greatly appreciate it. <laughs> okay. I need to talk to all of you. Cut the music. I need to talk to all of you. I have questions. Lex, I have questions. Okay. Dawn, I have questions. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I'm going to use this phrase. You people. Uh-oh. You people. You people got me hooked on this show. It's all your fault. It's all of your fault. All of you listening. All of you that tweeted. Bradley Trainer, it's your fault. Dawn McLean, it's your fault. Lex, it's your fault. Because now my life revolves around the Great British Baking Show. Well, you finally listened, Jace. I know. Well, Lex, I mean, come on. It took me, what, three years to watch Dexter after you. So, I mean, this this is my behavior. <laughs> but I'm so confused, and I need someone to call. So, Uh-oh. Don, I need, I need some clarification. So, this show, the Great British Baking Show, I think is entering... It's eighth season or see in Britain, they call a season a series. But for the sake of this conversation, because we're in America, America, I'm going to still refer to them as seasons. My understanding is we are in the eighth season of the Great British Bake Off. Like it's running right now, I guess. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now on Netflix, if you go to the Netflix right now. What they're referring to as Collection 1, which I thought meant Season 1, but I now that I'm saying this out loud, I should have taken a hint by the, by the fact that they're calling it Collection 1. But I watched, I'm watching now Collection 1 after starting with Collection 4. And Collection 1 is not Season 1. It's from what my producer... At the Jason Show said, it appears to be either season four or season five. Yeah. I'm so confused. Well, there's nothing. They, they don't relate to each other, so it's okay. You can watch them out of order. But yeah, that's correct. So the way they aired in the UK is not the way they give it to us here. Really? Yeah. Like they only do, they've only doled out certain seasons to us. But there are no more oh, with Mary them. Berry and Paul Hollywood. All the new that, ones that you'll watch will be with Prue. That's okay. And no that fielding. I know. Yeah. That I know that there was a big that there was big drama in the UK surrounding the Great British Baking Show moving from BBC to what they call Channel 4. And the great Mary Berry left and the two hosts left, whom I love. Mm-hmm. So I do know that. That is not confusing to me. I'm just confused because then Another oh. pro- then another producer told me this morning that it e- it gets even more confusing because he asked me he goes what are you watching right now and I said on Netflix I'm watching Collection One 
on Netflix. He says, "Well, get." He goes, "Listen to this." Start with season five. No, 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 no. He goes, he goes. When you get to collection two, it's actually reversing. Like you're gonna. He goes, you're gonna notice the production value goes down because collection two, I guess, is is it's all out of order, and I'm very confused. So, Dawn, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Okay. Of course you do. <laughs> but it's I not, just turn one on. I don't. <laughs> it's not like you don't have to. You can watch them all independently. They're not going to reference anything from a previous season. It's all just okay. self-contained. I'm just sad that the production value goes down in the first seasons or was down because part of the joy of the show for me is how beautiful it is. My, this is one of the most gorgeous food shows I've ever seen, and I watch a lot of food television. It's beautiful. So, okay. Well, I'm so I don't know really what I'm watching right now. I am watching on Netflix Collection One. I, I think and my that's produ- older. It's going to get older. Hold on a minute. Through four. It. Okay. I guess, Lex. Oh. I don't know. I'm yeah, all I'm, worked I'm up. reading here that says that um, if you're watching season five, the seasons before. That it predates the four seasons before that. So if you maybe five looks like it might be the oldest, but. Okay. I think I'm watching Mm. according to. Oh, and I just accidentally read who won. Yeah, don't do that. Okay. I got to get off it. But, Uh. but you know what? This doesn't surprise me anyway. But anyway, I'm watching what, what I'm watching. Promoting this show. Darn it. Yeah. I absolutely hate knowing who, who wins. So that's why I. Okay. Well, whatever. But, um, I'm watching what they consider series or season five on Netflix, which Netflix calls collection one. I don't know. Yeah. So, but the real, what we say is series five, that's whenever it changes to channel four. That's what just aired because I also watch it on PBS. They just had, so yeah, Netflix isn't caught up with the rest of, like PBS just aired one every Friday night, which I turned into a couple months ago. So PBS, See now I'm that, and then my producer threw that in too. PBS is also running these. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they oh, have the first rights to all of the ones that are done by the BBC, because it's this sort of, you know, public television. Got okay. I I oh. regardless of the order, regardless of who wins, I'm telling you, this show to me, this is my new. This is a, a slice of joy for me currently. Oh, I love it. That's all we're watching. I don't know. I'm sure my it's driving my husband crazy. I think he enjoys it. He's not saying much. He's not objecting to win. I don't even ask. Like when we sit down now, I just start watching it. Yeah. Well, you know, I just start watching it, and he doesn't object. I mean, that he's a nice guy, but I hope he's enjoying it as much as I am. Because my goodness, it just I get nervous. Like when when they. When the bakers, uh, they dump things or things break. I know. Oh, you would think that my you would think that my arm is snapping in half. I freak out. It's always at the end, too, where it's like five minutes, around. bakers, five minutes. And then it's like one minute. And then they dump over their whole, you know, tray oh. of little treats. And you're like, oh, oh God, no. no, you just want to cry for them. Well, and <laughs> if Rocco, which I think he's gone, if Rocco is listening I, you know how in the top and the bottom of the hours, 
my, uh, all of you listening, when you hear you know, in my talk 1071 and they do a little pop culture soundbite, I would like Rocco because now my favorite thing that Mel and Sue, the hosts, or the old hosts, I should say now, when they go, on your mark, get set, bake, I find myself, I walk around now saying that. I love when they do that. On your mark, get set, bake. <laughs> what should we say, Tom? So I would, I, Rocco, I would like that in one, in one of our opens, please. Thank you very much. That little, that little... That little Mel and Sue line. I'm so sad that they're gone because I love them, especially Mel and her slightly messed up teeth. I love, I love that about her. It <laughs> makes her charming. Those Brits and their dental work. I'm telling you. Yeah. yeah. Another thing that's great about this show is that they have real people. It's not all a bunch of yes. pretty people that are all in their mid twenties. They're like not attractive. You know, they're normal looking people that don't look like celebrities. They're just a yes. normal grandma, a normal old guy. <laughs> You know, I can do this. Somebody who's, I don't know. They're they're like the, remember, Alexia, I've complained about it on this show. It's like the early seasons of the real world. Yes. You know what I mean? It was actually real back then. Now they all look like Instagram stars. You know, it's not, mm. it's not real anymore. You know, you're, that's a great point, Dawn. They're ordinary folks. Oh, I love this so much. Anyway. Uh, we got to take a break. On your mark, it said break. Uh, we'll, we're going to be back. Break? Right break? Break? Right after these words. And now, a hilarious Halloween dad joke by Alexis. Why did the Headless Horseman start a business? He wanted to get ahead in life. <laughs> this has been a hilarious Halloween dad joke by Alexis. That's a good one. Why do I try, Don? Why do I try? Why do I press? Just a bunch of new ones coming up too. I love it. Oh yeah! Thank you guys for your emails. There's some real fun ones coming. (laughs) We're looking for some new ones. If you have a good Halloween dad joke for this month, please email them right now. Go to mytalk1071.com. Right now, Jason and Alexis in the morning on my talk. I'm Jace with Lex and Don McLean of the Cincinnati, Ohio McLeans. Lex, I know when I was a kid, <laughs> yes. uh, the minimal reading that I did mainly consisted of <laughs> Beverly Clary books, uh, oh, Soap Ramona. Opera Digest, and Choose Your Own Adventure books. And Those are my favorites, new- too. Yeah. I love yep. the Choose Your Own Adventure because you'd pick one way, then you'd go back and read it uh, 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 to get the other ending, see what would happen. And it looks like Netflix and Black Mirror they're going to do that in the next season. Now, we don't have the what? release date when season five will come out, but we do know at least one of the episodes will be very interactive and we can choose our own ending, our own adventure. What do you mean? So there'll be like, like the movie Clue did this. Mm-hmm. There were different prints. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. It's of the movie that had different innings, so we'll be able to choose. Yeah, you can choose how you uh, how you want it to end. Uh, well, actually, you could just, you know, kind of 
I'm not sure exactly how this will work in terms of if it will give you, you know, this is how it will end. But you can choose which direction you want to go. There'll be a fork in the road and you decide I want to go this direction or I want to go this direction. So I just think that's awesome. And that uh, that services, streaming services can do this. Why hasn't this been done before? I'm just trying to think of the mechanics of it. Like, Mm. so you're going to get to a certain point in the episode and then is the is the. The computer is the streaming service then going to direct you to like, pick. Do you want to load this video like, or this video? Yeah, yeah. Like click here, B. click there. Which everyone will watch all versions. Yeah, because yeah. that will be me. Obviously, yeah. <laughs> I'll probably just go down the line, pick A, B, C, if however many endings they may have. Yeah. Um, but I just love that it's interactive and that they can take risks like this. Uh, because it differentiates from regular, you know, network shows. They can't do that unless it's on their streaming service. No, I am just. This could open up a whole new, whole new world. genius. Because mm. again, I remember in the '80s when they released the movie Clue, and each print had a different ending, and which was very inventive for the time. People were hoping that it would lead to, you know, multiple viewings of the of the of the movie, and it did. Yeah, I don't but, see. I don't remember that. So it, the the VHS tape came out with different endings, and you'd have to get or or in the theater. In the theater, there were different uh-huh. prints. Oh, yep. do you remember I, that, Don? Yeah, it was a big that. deal. It was a huge deal. Every 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 print had a different, you know, suspect or a different. Uh, murderer cool and no matter what you know if you would go to if you would go to this uh, theater it would be this print and if you would go to this theater it'd be a different print so this is similar to that i'm just hmm i'm just wondering how the interface is going to be yeah I, you know how it's, it's gonna exciting. how it's gonna work yeah i'll definitely do it mm-hmm. we'll absolutely do it we'll that's go gonna back be... and check out the next one and see how it ends and, yeah. oh, and black good. mirror is like the perfect show to do it because mm-hmm. they have the technology they have uh, just weird episodes and they're standalone episodes too so they can really have a lot of fun with that too yeah i watched the new rocket man trailer it came out a couple days ago but i just i was in a i was getting ready to watch a documentary which we'll talk about a little bit later but was getting ready to watch something and the Rocket Man the trailer popped up. It's the story of obviously Elton John. And it looks like almost Moulin Rouge esque. Mm. It doesn't look Love like it. a straight linear uh drama. It looks almost fantasy. Like they're gonna take the story of Elton John and make it a little magical, you know, add some add some dream sequences. Yeah, and- it's kind of surreal. Yeah. And I and I and I get that from the marketing. And that would be cool. Look, if there's anybody's life that could be turned uh, into a format like that, it's Elton John's life. And the dude that plays him, Taron, um, oh, what's his last name? I love him. He's a he's a, a really Oh, Egerton. Egerton. Uh Egerton, yeah. Taron Taron Egerton. He's uh, going to be in Robin Hood. He was in that uh oh, that movie with Colin Firth, The Kingsman. Mm. He was in that. He's a good-looking guy, and and a, and a, and a, and a really good bloke. So, <laughs> and he 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 looks like a really good Elton John. So I'm excited. I'm excited to see this Elton John's life 
is a movie. Are you kidding me? The things that man has gone through, the the, the decades he was in the biz, the things he's seen, the people, uh, the, the people that he's come in contact with. He has lived a life that mm-hmm. is a screenplay. He's a walking screenplay. Did you see the trailer, Lex? I did. Yeah, I, I like it. I, well, you know, I love Elton John, and to, yeah. so to see, uh, to, to see how this comes to fruition, how they're going to do the really fun. It looks like at some point he's floating while he's playing the piano. His legs are coming up, and the audience is in free fall, but but freeze framed. Yeah. And Whoa. but I didn't realize that this as I'm reading about it, that there have been some other actors that have that were going to be Elton, Justin Timberlake, Tom Hardy. I guess this was announced Tom- back in 2012. Timberlake. Yeah, mm, I don't know. And mm, no. Edgerton I like got, Timberlake, the, but, got the role. Mm. So Dawn, and he's singing, it? too. No, I have not seen it. Oh, it's really good. You would really you would like it. Y'all uh, take a look at it. And it's, it's again, Rocket Man is the name of it. It doesn't come out until next year. So we have plenty of time. I'm glad they chose him. He's, again, a, he's a really talented actor. Yeah, and Bryce and Dallas a- Howard is going to p- play John's mom. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Opie Cunningham's daughter's in it? Yep. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> the Opie Cunningham. <laughs> uh, when we come back, everybody, Dawn McClain has a new theory of why so many people, in air quotes, hated The Last Jedi. What? And why are we still talking about this? You'll you'll see. This is fascinating. Plus, Katie Couric talks about the problem with the news business. And it's not what you think. We'll be right back. She's up on all the trends. This is the My Talk Now Trending Report. There are things you need to know. Tapping Google Trends and Entertainment, Cardi B has found herself in hot legal water following a rumble at a New York City strip club back in August. The rapper surrendered to police yesterday morning and was sub- subsequently arrested. Uh, she was charged with assault and reckless endangerment and will be arraigned on October 29th. It has to do with her ordering an attack on a woman because she believed that her husband, uh, Offset, had an affair with one of them at this club. Also trending, the social media embargo for the Sony superhero movie Venom starring Tom Hardy has lifted and those who've already seen the film are opening up about what they thought of it. Uh, a lot of the reviews are not great. It says, uh, this is the worst here. Uh, this person says it's pretty much a complete failure, a tonal mess that feels 15 years old, ignoring the storytelling strides that the superhero genre has made in recent years. Yikes. On Twitter, uh, we have the hashtags Name Your Car Day and Tuesday Thoughts. Those are the latest trends. You can find more at mytalk1071.com. Now you know what we know. See more at mytalk1071.com. Coming up on 6.32, Jason and Alexis in the morning on MyTalk1071. I'm Jace with Lex, Don McClain. Sometime in this half hour, you're going to hear Don will press the button whenever she wants. You're going to hear the hot ticket sounder. The moment you hear it with Paris Hilton, pick up that phone and call 651-641-1071. And you... Your caller number seven will win tickets to the sold-out Project Don and Dirty Comedy this Friday at Mystic Lake. By the way, we check in to Project Don and Dirty tonight. We'll talk a little bit more about that shortly. Ooh-hoo. But sticking sticking with Don McClain. Don, I, I saw the story. I didn't click on it because it frustrates me. 
I am so, and and now this makes sense, actually. The headline is an answer to a question that I've had for a while. Being a Star Wars fan, and if you're listening and you're not a Star Wars fan, don't tune out. This is this is fascinating regardless of, of what you, you're, the genre of movie you like. I was wondering why still, almost a year after Star Wars The Last Jedi came out, why I'm still reading negative stories and hate toward this movie. Yes, it has to do with somebody did some research. This is a a new paper by Morton Bay, a research fellow at the University of Southern California. This is George Lucas's alma mater. Uh, He analyzed all the tweets sent directly to Last Jedi director Ryan Johnson over over a seven-month period, and most of them, 50% were bots, trolls, or political activists coming from Russia to propagate messages supporting extreme right-wing causes. So they will criticize the movie, but then slip in something that supports their cause so that people who might be interested in both topics would click on it. It's the Russians, And then retweet it. Isn't that fascinating? Yeah, so all of that hate that he got, and it was very shocking, you know. It was like lots and lots of people saying that the movie isn't good, basically, if you didn't know. And uh, then working in political stuff as well. Uh, these This group is actually a group of, um, like it's an agency, they call them troll farms. And they basically just sit around and and do these tweets to try to influence people when it comes to like Brexit, um, the U.S., well, the presidential election, some people say they had something to do with that. So it's literally like people that sit in a warehouse and just tweet to try to get their, uh, you know, political activists, basically. Yeah, and once they get that tweet written, they just give it to their robots, and then the robots start tweeting. Yeah. It's ridiculous. <laughs> or, or Forget computers. the Russians you know interfering <laughs> in the election. This is more serious. Yes, that's right. <laughs> They're interfering mm-hmm. with Star Wars. Oh, no. Force. No. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. No, I all, all kidding aside for oh, just a second. scary. It just, well, it's scary, Larry. Be very, very wary of the very scary Mary Berry. But other than that, I, I, I don't like this at all. They use the and, hashtag Last Jedi Awful. Oh. And it's still going around. It's ridiculous, and even if it wasn't the Russians, even if it's the the, the whiny man children that continue to bitch about this movie, I I I I, I know this is harsh. Get get a life, uh, and that's coming from me who eats, drinks, and sleeps Star Wars. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, uh, know thyself. I got drunk and bought a six hundred dollar light up Darth Vader statue. I- I'm a fan, girl. I'm a fan. <laughs> You don't regret that drunk purchase, though, do you? That is a true story. Russian bots didn't tell you to do that. No. But for the the non-Russians, for the non-Russians, I can't believe, am I really saying that? For For just trolls in general. For for the trolls that continue almost a year later to, and I mean bash, not constructive criticism, for the people that continue to bash the director, get over it. First of all, go back. The movie is not that bad at all. People whine when franchises are stagnant and they stay and do the same thing. And then they complain when they go in a different direction. And that's what The Last Jedi did. Did I like everything in that movie? Hell no. 
But did I appreciate, and this is what I said at the time, did I appreciate that he took chances? Yes. Wow. Yeah. Oh, the Russians, Lex. That's hot. There we go. Six, five. Thank you, Donna. Was my blood vessels were starting to pop in my forehead. <laughs> yeah. Six five one six four one one zero seven one six five one six four one one zero seven one. Don McLean is standing by, looking for caller number seven. If you are caller number seven right now, you will win two tickets to pro- the sold out project Down and Dirty Comedy this Friday at Mystic Lake. This is the only way you can get tickets because it is, and this isn't a, a joke or some. It is completely sold out. Yes. We can't even get tickets. I offered to sleep with people, and I can't get Whoa. tickets. Yeah, Yikes. and I'm in the damn thing. Yeah, so, yeah. Wow. I, you know, I what really bothers me most about this whole last Jedi tweeting is is the bigger picture of how do we stop this, and how can we differentiate whether it's just a fan going, you know, what I didn't really care for the last Jedi, yeah, versus these type of tweets and. Yeah. It does. It matters. It does <laughs> right? matter. So, In the grand scheme of things, it does matter. It just, it's funny, oh, though, and I don't know. Ruining well, for do everyone. It? Yeah. <laughs> so. And for those who get their, new, their news solely from Twitter, that scares me. Uh, yeah, I was listening. <laughs> I, well, I was listening to a conversation. We went out to dinner last night, and I was listening to a conversation. I, I won't say what was being said, but I was listening because they were. I couldn't help it. They were really talking. They were talking very loud and making everyone around us very uncomfortable. But they were talking politics. And I was listening to their points of view. Well, because they couldn't help it. <laughs> yeah. They right yeah so loud. Yeah. And I was thinking to myself, th- some of the things they were saying were just blatantly not true. And I just thought about the. I, I, I thought about what I think is even a bigger problem of people only ingesting news sources that speak to their belief systems. They they don't ever read or watch anything that challenges them. They only read things that reinforce their own echo chamber. Uh, That is a huge problem that we face and not to get overly serious, but uh, that's why I, you know, I try, I watch Fox and I watch MSNBC. I, I watch CNN and I ingest the drudge report and I read the Washington post and it's, yeah, you I have mean, to. You have to. You have to. 639. Speaking of all this, now, th- this is fascinating. Katie Couric was on Reliable Sources over the weekend because it is, can you believe this, Lex? And we were on the air. It is the 10th anniversary of her interview with uh, then vice presidential candidate Sarah Palin. Can you oh, believe that? Whoa. 10 years ago. So Katie's making the rounds. But this this portion I'm going to play you of this interview was talking about the Me Too movement in terms of the news business. Matt Lauer, Charlie Rose, Jeff Fager, the boss of 60 Minutes. And Katie's very direct and kind of, she wasn't mincing words here, Lex. Uh, I'm just going to shut my mouth and play this. I I thought it was you go, Katie, moment. With Matt Lauer for years, then at CBS, uh, working at 60 Minutes with Jeff Fager, among many other people. Since we're at this one-year mark of the Me Too movement, Can you share with us what you saw at those networks? Well, I think uh, I can talk specifically with Matt. Uh, He was a terrific professional partner with me for many years. Uh, I was unaware of any kind of uh, this behavior, predatory behavior, and it was obviously 
very shocking and disturbing to me and a lot of his colleagues, Brian, as you well know. Yeah. Meanwhile, CBS News, I think it's clear from Ronan Farrow's excellent reporting that they have a real culture problem there. Mm -hmm. And the culture I found at 60 Minutes personally was very challenging and at times quite offensive because I think obsequious uh, subservience was a job requirement in order to thrive there for many women. What does that mean? Does that mean suck up to the boss? Is Pretty that... much, yeah. Thank you for that translation. <laughs> and I think mm. that, you know, obviously the male hierarchy has been in place there for years mm. and it's time for it to end. But they're not the only network that has a male hierarchy. If you look the, at the uh, news presidents at every major broadcast and cable network, they're all male. All three evening news anchors are male. The vast majority of executive producers at every network are male. And this really has to end. If we really believe that the tone at the top is paramount, then you have to have more diverse voices at the top because they have such an impact on the editorial choices that are made, who cover stories, and how they're covered. There's so a similarity a between uh, politics and media That's that I right. hear you describe. Yeah, and I think our, indi you know, our industry has has to do much, much better. Furthermore, I think we also have to look at uh, this glass cliff. You know, when a woman this is, is appointed or elevated, she has to be qualified and supported. Otherwise, if she doesn't succeed, all women are penalized for that. And finally, I think people need to understand implicit bias. You know, that's a, a relatively new area that needs to be understood better in media circles. These are con cultural conditioning that cause us to look at people a certain way. You know, I'm guilty of it, too. I remember when Sarah Palin was picked, Brian, I said to Cindy McCain, how is she going to be vice president of the United States? She has ch all these children. She has a special needs child. And Cindy McCain looked at me like I had three heads. And I realized she was right. I would never ask that question about a male candidate. So I think we have so much work to do. Oh my goodness. Good Fascinating. job. Fascinating. Yes. yes. You go Katie Couric. Sometimes she's been accused of not saying enough or being vague, especially when all the Matt Lauer stuff came out. But mm -hmm. now I, I really appreciate how she's laying it on the line there. Right, Lex? She's you, right. She's absolutely she, right. Oh, uh, Yeah. Let me tell you, I'm very proud of and, and, uh, Five Eyewitness News, mm -hmm. uh, Channel 4, and my station, yeah. uh, Fox. I don't know if you, if people don't know this. I'm very proud of this. I, I'm sitting in a woman-run building. <laughs> yeah. I am sitting. My general manager is uh, Sheila Oliver, uh, my news director. She's been my boss since I was 22 years old. Uh, Mim Davey. Our our financial guru is a, a woman, a my talker, <laughs> Sherry. She listens to hey, us Sherry. every day. Hey, hey Sherry. Hey. I call her, Lex, I call her Eminem, magic maker. But anyway, uh, and Channel 5 mm -hmm. uh, has a female leadership in the news department, as does Channel 4. Um, don't know about Channel 11 anymore. My, my apologies, but uh, Katie's right. Believe me, I see it every day. I'm not in the news department per se anymore, but she is, take it from me, I was for 20 years, she is absolutely right. Yeah, it's all it types makes. of diversity and representation that's very important. Can't Did just you, be white old men. No. Sorry. <laughs> Did you hear, though? She was not holding back about the culture at CBS. I found that very revealing. 
I loved the fancy term that she used for kissing up to the boss for <laughs> yes. women. But uh, you go, Katie, with your $8 words. That's my girl. That's my girl. But I've heard that for she. She's hinted at that for years, that that was the way it That's was like That's a horrible at culture minutes. to be in, especially if you're not naturally a brown noser or that it's just hard to do that because it's just... You know, when you say a compliment, you really mean it. There's just some are much better at it than others. Mm. And if that's what's rewarded, that's a shame. Yeah. So, Katie Couric, 644. We're going to take a break, and we will all be back in a moment. 649, Jason and Alexis in the morning. On my talk, 1071, everything entertainment, everything project down and dirty. Uh, did I read your words correct, Dawn? Now, we just gave away our final set of tickets for Project Down and Dirty Comedy at Mystic Lake on Friday. Yeah. Uh, for our show. For our show. Yeah, yeah. Don and Steve have a pair. Uh, Colleen and Bradley have a pair. And the afternoon show <laughs> starring Donnie Love has a pair. <laughs> did longtime My Talker and dedicated everyday My Talker Phil actually win? He did, yes. Oh, yeah. Phil Phil Jones won the old-fashioned way. And let me tell you, people wondered this about radio. I know I wondered when I was a kid and I would call into a radio station, do you really pick caller number seven? Oh, I'm psycho about it. I am. You are psych... Well... It's I, a rule. We can get in trouble if we don't. Tell tell everyone, Dawn, how yeah, you do it. It is a rule. Well, I go through and I get caller number seven, and I feel like it's, um, you know, I, I believe in fate, and yeah. I believe in you're going to be somewhere and something great is going to happen to you, so I really want it to be caller seven for whoever <laughs> wins whatever prize. Even if it's like Chuck and Don's dog food, I think it's meant to be, you know, so... That's why. Yay! <laughs> and also, we have to do it that way. We yeah. have to. Yeah. I so, mean, yeah. Phil? Nice. I mean, I hate when you correct us on everything, but I love you. I love you at the same time. He's yeah. awesome. He is. 651. I have a just saying, Lex. May I? Uh, would you mind if I do a just yeah, saying? Yeah, please. Here? Okay. Well, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Time for just saying. You got something you want to say? I do. Once again. This is I. This is about the twentieth time I've had to say this, and I'm going to say it again. <laughs> Colin was so funny. He goes, "This is a segment, isn't it?" And I go, "Yep." <laughs> uh, I was almost in a car accident yesterday. Oh no! And I'm not joking. Again, because of a incredibly slow driver in the left lane in the passing lane, it was on three ninety four. Uh, heading into Minnetonka, uh, heading to Ridgedale, the Ridgedale exit at rush hour in the five o'clock hour. So uh, traffic is heavy, right? Traffic, Tina. Um, traffic is right, heavy. Right. And I'm in the express lane and there is a uh, Ford Escape. In the express lane? In the uh, in, in the express lane going just under the speed limit. Or just at the speed limit. Is that the lane that we have to pay extra? You yes. have to have to pass. They're yes. going slow in that lane? Yes. And you can't do anything because there's double solid uh, lines. There's a double line. And also, and this is no fault of this person, but the person to my right was going about my speed. So mm. I was kind of trapped. Oh, yeah. I was trapped behind Slowy McSlowerson. And then the dude who I couldn't fault him. 
And then I looked behind me and it looked like a funeral procession. So this guy, the guy behind me was flashing his lights at me. And I'm like, I, I'm literally throwing my hands up like, I, dude, I can't. I, I have this person in front of me. So I, because he was on my butt, I'm flashing my lights at her because I'm like, this guy behind me is going to literally, I felt like he was going <laughs> to dukes a hazard on top of my car. And I'm like, ma'am, do you not re- look behind, look in your rearview mirror and look what you're causing. There was a funeral procession behind me, and she was clear as a bell. There wasn't any traffic in front of her. What are she was sl- doing. It's like, get your ass over. It is a passing lane. And don't email me and say I'm advocating speeding. That's not at all what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, and every traffic study says this, when you go slow or under the flow of traffic in the passing lane, on, especially on a highway, you are, you, it is actually more dangerous because of the fact you're forcing people to pass on the right. Yep. And that's exactly what happened to Colin and me. I had to pass on the right, and I, we were almost in an accident because of that. And I passed her, and she laughed. I looked at her like, hello, McFly. And she was just smiling and continued. Colin watched. She continued to drive slow with the funeral procession behind her. And it's wow. like, get over. It is A, rush hour. B, you're in the min pass lane, which is called the express lane. It's not called the mosey lane. <laughs> no, get out and, the way. And you are going slower or at the exact same speed limit as the dude in the next lane and the next lane and the next lane. Everybody was going slightly faster than she was, and she was in the left lane. Oh, it, it was so, it was one of the most maddening examples <laughs> of this, which I've complained about for about 10 years. Well, it's hard because you're like, do you honk? Do you, what can you do? I flashed my lights a couple of times because the guy behind me was doing that to you. Was losing his mind. Was losing his mind. And yeah. they're like, don't you see? I'm not the problem here. Well, like, and I would have been I the problem. Do. I didn't even need motivation for the dude behind me. She would have frustrated me if I had a horse behind me. Yeah, for sure. But my good, we got to go. But bottom line, to put a bow on this, for the 800th time on this show, do not be, be aware. Look in your mirror. If there is a funeral procession behind you and it's rush hour and you're in the passing lane, get over because you could cause an accident or at the very least cause a slowdown in traffic. Thank you. And God bless the United <laughs> States of America. We'll be back. Everything's getting more expensive these days. Gas, rent, and even your music. While other music services keep jacking up their prices, Live One is letting you lock in the best music membership at the best price. Live One Plus is just $3.99 per month. Get all your favorite music ad-free, along with unlimited skips and maximum audio quality. Beat inflation with the best deal in music at just $3.99 per month. Visit liveone.com slash best music to get Live One Plus now. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.